Welcome to Dunzo. This is a podcast that explores hookups and breakups of famous lovers and friends, both real and fake, and all the discarded pop culture of yesteryear. I'm your host, Troy McKeady. You guys, welcome to episode 147 of Dunzo. It is me, Troy McKeady, and I want to, before we get into anything, I just want to apologize right off the top because I'm not going to sound the best this week. I know that this podcast, uh, it hinges on my professionalism, but um, it's too hot, and you know that I'm normally surrounded by fabrics and things to muffle the sound, and it's just too hot to even be near fabric. I, I'm, I'm, I, I just can't do it, so... For that reason, I am in my dining room, which is echoey and bouncy and hardwood floory, and there's very little furniture, and the furniture in here is all made of wood. So it's a real bouncy, echoey room, and I'm sorry for that in advance. Um, I also just wanted to give you a heads up that I don't know if this is going to be like a real episode. I don't know how long it'll run. It may be 30 minutes. I don't know. I'm like kind of taking the week off, but I'm not. As promised, we are doing a free Britney episode today, and obviously, when I talk about Britney Spears, I don't really consider it to be any level of work or, like, whatever. I could do that, (laughs) as you know, I could do that all goddamn day, but um, this isn't going to be, like, a four-hour-long episode. I'm just going to kind of give my thoughts and opinions and rant and rave and do all the things that I normally do when it comes to Britney and uh yeah, I don't know if it'll be it may be 15 minutes long. I don't know. This is just a little a little something for you in between Whitney. Um we're finally doing this thing. <laughs> and if you want me to be honest with you, I have been avoiding this. You can probably tell. I haven't done a free Britney update in a very long time on this podcast, and I guess today is the day that I explain why. And uh yeah, I also wanted to start by saying that if you're looking for I feel like I should really start by saying this because I think, you know, Free Britney is a hashtag that's very popular right now, and I bet a lot of the people that are going to be listening to this maybe haven't listened to a lot of my old episodes or haven't haven't listened for a long time. I think when you search Free Britney, like, everything Free Britney just pops up and people are just consuming it, which is cool. But this is not going to be a typical Free Britney episode. I'm not going to be going down a list of dates and doing all that stuff. This isn't like, I'm just going to be sort of talking for the next however long. I have lots and lots and lots of Britney Spears content on this podcast. If this is your first time here, um, I've done a, I, I don't know how long it was. What was a three or four part series on Britney and Justin and all the ins and outs of their relationship and all of the things all of the things. Um, I did the same thing with Brittany and Kevin Federline. Um, a little, not a little while ago, years ago, Molly and I recorded a Brittany and Kevin chaotic special where we unpacked every episode of that show. There's a lot of Brittany content on this podcast. So if you are a Brittany fan and this is your first time here, welcome. This is a safe space. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to give you that heads up that this is not going to be that. This is, you know, I think there's a much larger conversation to be had. When it comes to what's going on in her life right now, I think 
there are things that are happening that are much bigger than Britney posting pictures of like gnomes on her Instagram from Google Images. You know what I mean? Like I'm not we're not going to be talking today about Britney posting like sped up yoga pose videos like I think that there's enough people talking about that and we could sit here and have that conversation but I think like I said, there are a lot of people having that conversation on the internet right now. So if that's what you're in- interested in, there's a lot of that happening. I'm just not, it's just not what I, it's not what I want to do today. You'll see, you know, we'll get into it. We'll, we'll get into it. You know that I'll take you by your, the tip of your pinky and guide you ever so delicately through it all. Again, this is just going to be me ranting, raving, and truly carrying on. Um, where do we even start? Like truly, where, where do you begin? The last time I did a Free Britney episode, um, I think it was last year. I want to say it was like twenty nine, like late 2019. And now we've entered this sort of second wave of Free Britney. And there are, at this point, even more unanswered questions than there were before. This story has been taken by mainstream news and twisted around in every which way, to the point that it's now just like this mangled, confusing mess. Everybody is confused by it. You know what it actually kind of reminds me of? And this is for my real, like, diehard 80s horror fans. You know in the second Child's Play, <laughs> when Chucky gets conveyor belted into that doll making machine, and he comes out with like seven arms, and he's got like four legs. And he's just like a pile of body parts with a head and a wonky little arm that he can like drag across the floor. And like, he's got hair stapled onto his knee. Like he's just a fucking mess. That is what the press and social media have done to this girl's story. And I guess my frustration with it starts with the fact that I don't believe she deserves that after 20 years of the hell that we've already put her through. The last thing she needs or deserves is for the media to then butcher her story and her public image even more than it already has been. And as mentioned, that's where my frustration starts. (laughs) It extends far and wide. (laughs) So that's what this whole episode is basically going to be about. I don't blame people for looking at the content Britney Spears is posting on her Instagram and being confused and concerned by it or not understanding how to process it like i i completely understand that you guys know i literally view this girl as the thing that navigates me through most of the pop culture that i love like she's six degrees separated from literally everybody i've ever talked about on this podcast for me and it still confuses even me so i totally understand But I also don't think it helps that this hashtag has become something that people have sort of latched onto or decided to invest this sort of half-assed interest in 20 years into this girl being a very abused public figure. What a lot of people don't seem to realize, and a point that I've tried to make constantly, (laughs) is that this movement has been going on for about 10 years, for millions and millions of people. I think most Britney fans will differ on when exactly they started to really worry about Britney, 
But I can tell you, 99% of those people would agree, it dates back at least 10 years. I think most people would say that they started to worry about Britney Spears 10 or more years ago. People who have been invested in this very public, very insane hostage situation, because I don't know what else you would call it aside from a hostage situation, have been following it longer than there's been a Twitter hashtag for it. So like that part of this kind of annoys me. I'm going to be honest with you. And if you want to know the truth, and this is not a dig at anybody, it's just me stating facts. Free Britney is something that I think started off with the best of intentions. And I think for the most part, people who keep up with it still have good intentions. I think if Free Britney is something that you care about, it's because you are worried about this girl. Like, it's a sad situation. And at the end of the day... Even the most basic Britney Spears fans just want to see Britney Spears be happy. Like, even the most basic Britney Spears fans who only know the song Toxic by her know enough about her life that it they know that it's sad and that they want to see her be happy and that that's just sort of it. We all just want Britney to be happy. And by the way, whatever that looks like for her, happiness in whatever form it comes. At this point, I think most people would say... If it means Britney Spears never makes music again, or maybe she doesn't make music for a very long time and then, you know, finds some way to come back on her own terms, so be it. If that means going back to Louisiana and having a quiet life with her kids, so be it. Like, whatever that looks like for her. But the dark side of Free Britney is that it's, how do I say this? It seems like it has alerted a very, very large portion of people who have somehow either turned a blind eye to all of what's been going on. This very, again, very public news story for a decade. And they're now somehow showing interest in this, like, I don't know, very convoluted, confusing Rubik's Cube of a situation that's already really hard to explain. And I don't think it's ever too late to root for someone who's been kicked down. Like, I don't think it's ever too late to pull someone out of a situation that is deemed unhealthy by the standards of any just, like, human person. And Britney Spears' life is undeniably unsafe and unhealthy. Like, that's been established for a very long time. But I do think it's... (sighs) I think it's a little too late to start trying to piece together what's been right in front of you for a very, very, very long time and expect to understand it or get to the bottom of it because you saw, like, an article from the Daily Beast posted on, you know, fucking Facebook or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, sorry, Mom, I think you missed the boat on this one. I I think that you may have missed the boat because there's a whole lot going on and it's very convoluted and it's very complicated and it's very layered. And it's been happening for a very, very long time. I don't think obsessive speculation about what's going on in Britney's life from the general public is the answer to figuring out what's going on with her, in a nutshell. And I don't think we're any closer to helping Britney get out of her conservatorship because your aunt, you know, found out that her dad is mean. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? And I'm not trying to be an asshole. I just think, like... 
this is a really weird, confusing time, just in general, but specifically in this case, like in this whole situation. And I think that this has completely spiraled out of control. And it's to the point that I don't even really feel like I have a good grip on what's going on anymore. Like I've lost all understanding of it myself because everybody seems to be involved in it now. And it's just, it's a mess. But again, it's like, who's to say? Because at least now, you know, the other side of this, uh, of this like crazy situation is that the courts now have all of these eyes on them. And they know that. They know that the world is watching and they're waiting to see how this plays out. Before Free Britney, the only people that were really invested in her safety was her fan base. It was people who started off as fans and watched, you know, this very public slow burn to destruction and chaos. And this is a group of people who for many, many years were made to feel like they were crazy for being loud about how fucked up this situation was. It was very obviously fucked up. So I think where Britney fans get kind of frustrated is that it's like, oh, now you want to be concerned? Now? It may be a little bit too late. Like, now you want to be concerned 10 years into this? You want to all of a sudden, because Britney posted a, a, a silly picture of fucking kittens batting yarn on her Instagram that seemed wacky. Now you want to make sure that her dad isn't doing anything that he shouldn't be doing. You want to do that now? You want to make sure that her team isn't exploiting her image and making like dirty money off of her name? Now you want to make sure she isn't being drugged? You know what I mean? Like that's where my mind goes. You want to make sure she isn't being medicated and sedated to to do what these people want her to do against her will. A lot of people who have not been living under a rock for a decade are looking at this and being like, girl, where have you been? Like, where have you been? Welcome to the party. A lot of this isn't news. Like, a lot of what I'm seeing for me isn't news. I'm like, yeah, like, uh, hi, I I don't, I, it's like, I don't even know what to say. My question to you would be, where were you when she was pregnant and like begging the public to kind of maybe take it easy (laughs) because she was being nearly driven off the road all the time by swarms of 70 people. And where were you when she gave birth? And very clearly was trying to communicate to the world that she wasn't in a good place mentally. You know what I mean? But was still being forced to work. She communicated these things to the world. And this wasn't like niche media. Britney Spears made up almost 40% of the news cycle during this time. So, you know, if you don't know these things, it's because you either chose not to know or... At the time, maybe you didn't think it was important enough to follow, but like this is happening and this has been happening. This isn't news to everybody. This isn't like, and that's what's, that's what's frustrating. Like, it's amazing that so many people know now how fucked up this situation is. And that's amazing. The visibility of it has been incredible. Everybody now knows that Jamie Spears is abusive and that's really powerful. But there's also a really, really 
really big disconnect that's like driving me fucking crazy. Where was this public outcry when she tried to commit suicide after having an extremely world news dominating, all encompassing breakdown? What were you doing? And I'm not talking to you. I hope you you know that. I'm talking to like them. (laughs) I'm talking to the people who somehow just discovered all of this is happening and are like mucking up the fucking timelines with bullshit. And if you want to keep going, I can do this all night. (laughs) I can do this specific thing all night long. Where were you? What were you doing? Where were you when she managed to somehow get sober after all the bullshit and was immediately, very publicly pushed into a tour less than a year later after like white knuckling it to not die. She was fucking cattle prodded into going on a world tour and recording an album. A very good album. (laughs) A very good album, I'll add, but an album nonetheless. You know what I mean? At least during that time, there was still like a glimmer of Britney Spears that we recognize. I say that all the time. And she was coherent and present in her own body in a way that felt recognizable. Like 2008 would have been a perfect time to show some concern along with the millions and millions of people who were being very loud and vocal about how not okay her life was. Like even Britney herself during that time laid it out there for you in a documentary called For the Record that aired on MTV, where she very clearly states, my life is too monitored. I have no freedom. I can't drive a car. Nobody listens to me talk. People around me don't have my best interests. I trust the wrong people. I'm being forced to work. My dad is controlling and obsessive. I'm a prisoner in my own life. I can no longer go outside, etc., etc. These are all things that she laid out there in the movie herself. So where were you, gal? (laughs) Did you miss the film? Because it broke a record for MTV. So did you just, what were you doing? If you really want to know the truth, I think that I personally sort of mourned the loss of Britney Spears in many ways during that circus era, like a little bit after it. And if I'm being honest, and many people are not going to agree with what I'm about to say, but you guys know that I like to deal in facts when it comes to Britney Spears. I think sugarcoating the situation is what's gotten us to this point. More on that later. This was the last time we saw her identifiable personality. When I look at Britney Spears during, you know, the next few years of her life after 2008, I don't really feel like I know that person. And to be honest, I'm alarmed by her. I'm put off by her. She scares me. It's always freaked me out. And it's always freaked me out even more that it seemed like other people or lots of other people weren't alarmed. Like it just felt like, oh yeah, Britney Spears is completely sedated to the point of barely being able to keep her head up and it's just fine and I'm like what is happening like what is happening right now and this leads me to a time in her life that I often pretend didn't happen a time that I really consider to be I think Britney Spears has had many many moments of you know fork in the road 
situations where it, it could have gone this way and it could have gone that way and we could have chosen this as a time to help her. I think that 2008 sweet spot would have been a really, really good place to like, you know, for somebody to put their foot down or for somebody publicly to finally say like, what's happening isn't okay. Like we shouldn't be complicit in, in, you know, supporting this. Like as much as we love this album and we love what's happening, we shouldn't be giving these people money and rewarding their behavior, which I'm, that's, I'm including myself in that. I went to that tour. I bought the fuck out of that album. I love the circus album. I still love it very much, but I look back and I'm like, wow, I can't believe I went and saw this girl perform months after she got sober. And, you know, I can't think of anything she probably wanted to do less than get back on stage and perform right after all the shit that she had gone through for a year. But I definitely think that Femme Fatale is where we really dropped the ball. And I think for many Britney fans, it's where it started to feel like maybe it was like too late. Like it was too late to save her. Like it was so far gone. And the general public seemed so blind to everything that was so blatant. Everything that was so blatantly happening in front of them that it was just like, I guess this is just going to happen. Like, no matter how loud people scream, nobody is ever going to take this situation seriously enough to do something about it. This is a time in her life that is full of red flags and alarming moments that we just ignored or were made fun of. And to play devil's advocate, I will say that this is also a time when Britney's team really had all of the popular news sites just like by the balls like what jamie spears wanted the general public who didn't know any better to think about britney spears that's what they thought about britney spears no more no less (laughs) jamie controlled the narrative i remember watching interviews during this time and feeling i mean literally just feeling my stomach fall through my ass like Just being so disturbed by how far we had allowed all of this to go. And I remember just being like, wow, like she somehow made it through 2007. Like I said, she white knuckled it and Uma Thurmond her way through this year that really seemed to try and take her out every step of the way. She made it through without dying, which is insane. And we're still not going to let up. Like we're still very much in this. It's like now... The only thing that's changed is that, like, her hair and makeup is under control. And she's not, you know, wiling the fuck out all over L.A. But, like, we're still very much in this. Except this time, they've got her so drugged and out of her fucking mind that she doesn't even know where she is. She doesn't know who she's talking to. She is drugged and out of her mind. When you look at those 2012 interviews of hers... It makes current Instagram Britney seem like a fuck, like a, like a, a, a genius. It makes current Instagram Britney seem completely fine because that was so alarming. It was so terrifying. And at a certain point, it became really hard for me personally to even indulge in Britney stuff because it just got sadder and sadder. But I stayed because, duh, I'm not going to just abandon my girl. But a moment that, is like really, really, really burned into my brain personally. I know for many Britney fans, it was a moment of like, what is happening? 
who do we need to call what do we need to do was her interview with sway to promote her femme fatale album her eyes are dim they're rolling in the back of her head she can barely put words together sway is you know sort of painting on this robotic smile because he obviously can't believe that this bubbly full of life magnetic person that he used to interview for MTV all the time has become a walking zombie like she is the walking dead there's nothing there she can't put words together she can't form sentences like she can't she can't think she's completely out of it and I very vividly remember this being around the time that like the medication talk really started to pick up and you'd see people in comments on videos like that speculating that she was you know I'm just sort of speculating everything speculating what was going on with her mental health what mental health disorder does she have is she bipolar you know does she have multiple personalities is she schizophrenic does she really want to be doing this tour um does she really want to be promoting this music what happened to her voice why is she talking so weird that was the era of like i don't even know what you would call it it was like her talking like this and not you know being able to you know put um like you know like words together and um yeah like you know and um yeah like just being super like I mean, like, the fact that it's crazy to even look back and think that they aired that on TV. <laughs> like, that a team of people looked at that and thought, yeah, let's just put it out there. It'll be, it'll, it'll be fine. Nobody will think twice about it. Nobody will question it. She is... And I'm going to move on because I could talk about that for hours. And I do think, I say this all the time, I think that Femme Fatale era really planted Britney in... That elephant man level of celebrity that I talk about when it comes to her and people like, you know, Michael Jackson and the celebrities that enter that sort of like, that's a weird celebrity territory. Like you can't come back from being like a weird celebrity, like a Tom Cruise kind of celebrity. And obviously everybody who falls into that category is there for completely different reasons. You can debate whether or not those people are good people or bad people or whatever, but neither here nor there they've reached a level of celebrity where people all sort of collectively view them as like strange like they're no longer human people and I don't think that you can come back from that ever you know what I mean Michael Jackson if he was still alive could take 20 years off and people would still think Michael Jackson was really fucking weird for me Femme Fatale also signifies this sort of like black mirror era of Britney's life like, if the Miley Cyrus Black Mirror episode is supposed to be based on Britney Spears, which, like, it very clearly is, Femme Fatale was where I feel like they would have drawn most of their inspiration from. Like, she released this really... <laughs> I'm gonna get in a lot of trouble for this, but she... Look, listen. She released a very sort of hollow, very empty record that didn't feel like a Britney Spears record at all. And I know that these is fighting words... But this is my truth, in my opinion. And I'm not even saying that it's a bad album. It's just not Britney Spears' album. It's a bunch of other people's album with her on it being told what to sing and when to sing and what songs are going to be released as singles and what songs, you know, or what the uh, concepts for the videos are going to be. 
none of this was up to her. You know what I mean? This is when she becomes sort of like a, a, a real true slave to her career. And I know that people have this misconception about whether or not Britney Spears is an artist and blah, blah, blah. You know, for many, many, many years, she was very, very, very heavily involved in the production of her music. She actually has written a shit ton of her songs, but she's also never been one of those artists that fights for a writing credit. And one of the really interesting things about Britney Spears, a weird, like, little known fact about her is that she's written most of her songs, but... I think Britney is very aware of the fact, or she used to be at least, that, you know, to be a writer who writes a Britney Spears song that becomes very popular, that's like a real feather in your hat. You know what I mean? You look at somebody like Max Martin, who is a respected artist who works with everybody and writes all of the pop songs because of the fact that he's associated with Britney Spears during the peak of her career. She gave him a career. Even though he was placed with her and worked with her, she's the reason that he is the Max Martin that he is today. And I'm not here to where this is, that's not what this episode is about, but I'm just saying there are people who still debate that and I'm just letting you know that that is wrong and that you should stop thinking it. It's just stupid and ignorant. It's even been speculated that Britney didn't actually sing the music on that fucking album. A couple years after it was released, it was reported that a woman named Maya Marie, who can be heard in recordings on YouTube and stuff, was basically able to emulate her voice and sing all the stuff that she didn't feel like singing. So, like, the literal concept of the Black Mirror episode. And this was happening in 2012. These are all very alarming things. A woman was quite possibly brought in to perform as Britney Spears on one of her albums because she was so sedated and uninterested in her career at that point that she may not have had have had any involvement in it at all that's alarming that's fucking weird and that was eight years ago so you can understand my frustration (laughs) when people say things to me like what's going on with Britney she's weird her personality is weird she's acting wacky Her eye makeup looks bad. In my head, I'm just like, girl, the fact that she's even able to figure out how to push the button, the fucking record button on her iPhone and send those videos out to the world is a true triumph and a blessing considering what she's been through mentally in the grand scheme of things because she's been disconnected from the world for 10 years. She's been in a 10-year quarantine in her house and most of what she consumes comes through the filter of jamie spears a boomer hillbilly drunk which leads me to my next point now let's talk about what's going on in 2020 i'm just going to run down a really quick list of things that um people message me about a lot of the dms that i get i'm just going to give my opinion on a bunch of dumb shit and um Look, I'm not claiming to have any firsthand information. I'm not friends with Jamie Spears. I don't text Lynn Spears. Uh, I've never put my ear to the door of Britney Spears' hotel room. I I don't help her film her Instagram videos. I am nothing more than an obsessive fan with the internet on my phone who has been watching this play out for 20 years. Her conservatorship. 
let's talk about it. Britney's conservatorship was put into place originally as a way to help her sort of steer her life back on track. And it was put in motion during a time when she was, without any doubt, a hazard to herself and a hazard to her children. So to the public, it was easy for us to, it was, uh, it was easy for them, I should say, to present this conservatorship as something that was meant to help her. Now, look, I am a fan of Britney Spears. I am a fan of this woman, but I never make light of the fact that she was a danger to herself and to her children during the dark periods of her life. Britney was not in a place where she was fit to parent her kids at that time, over 10 years ago. And I try and be as... It's impossible for me to not be biased when it comes to her, but I try and be honest because I know a lot of Britney fans are not honest. And in every Britney episode I've done, especially in the ones where I talk about her breakdown, I do stress all of the shit that her kids were put through because I don't think that it should be ignored. I don't. And, And I don't think that it means that you're a forever terrible mom because you went through a dark time. It's normal. It's something that happens to people who aren't famous from the time that they're five years old you know what I mean I understand it I'm just saying like it's something that did happen but it was over 10 fucking years ago and this conservatorship very quickly became a way for the people around her to completely control every aspect of her life and really turn her into the fembot that they have always wanted her to be just like a robotic working fembot who can't say no no matter what So that rebellious Britney that I, I mean, as a 32-year-old that I grew up with, who would, like, I don't know, show up to a, like, a radio station with a demo that she recorded herself, you know, full of songs about wanting to die and being controlled and about her abusive dad, you know, the Britney who would write poems and diary entries and post them on the internet as cries for help about her fucked up life and about, you know, the addiction issues that her dad passed down to her. Like this, this person who used to be very, um, very increasingly rebellious of her situation, you know, the same girl who went to Vegas and married her childhood fuck buddy because she wanted to give a a middle finger to her dad and to her management, you know, and to her public image. That Britney no longer existed. This conservatorship killed that person. The problem with Britney's conservatorship, in a nutshell, there are many issues. But for me, the biggest problem is that just about everybody involved in it, including her father, the lawyers, the judges, everybody who continues to sign off on it and, and you know, keep it going, they're all about as corrupt as you could imagine. Many of them are no longer practicing and have, you know, either been fired or had their licenses revoked. Licenses? Their license? Revoked um, for being involved in some crooked fuck shit. And the person in charge of her conservatorship has shifted from her dad to, like, random managers to guys that her dad hires to be her boyfriends. And yes, that is true. Like, that is something that we can stop debating. I get that question a lot. 
Yes, Britney Spears' dad hires men to date her. He pays men to date her. They go through a series of background checks performed by her dad. Britney herself has admitted this on talk shows. And then there's some sort of contract written up because a lot of the times these men become her conservator. Jason Trawick and Charlie and those those guys, they they are paid because Britney Spears' conservator is paid to be her conservator. So these men are brought in by her dad and are hired to not only take part in controlling her and monitoring what she does and reporting what she does to her father, um, they are paid to be sort of live-in tattletales, in my opinion. I don't think that these men love her. I don't think Jason Trawick loved Britney Spears. And I've said many times before that, I mean, if you look it up, like during the time that she was dating Jason, she was constantly covered in bruises. She had arm marks or uh, grab marks on her arms. She had a black eye that she tried to cover up with makeup that she was photographed with publicly. And I just, it's, 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 it's like mind melting to me how crazy this is. Also, little known fact, when Britney Spears was put under her conservatorship, she was denied the right to a lawyer. And a bunch of illegal, crazy strings were pulled behind the scenes to make sure she wasn't able to fight it or say no. One of the more alarming moments for me to come out of the Free Britney era was her appearance on the Jonathan Ross show during the Glory era, where she commented publicly on on, uh, on her conservatorship for the first time in years. I mean, it had been a, it's been a really, really long time since Britney has even said the words conservatorship publicly. And, you know, she told the audience basically that she was under very extreme control for the past few years. She hasn't been able to do anything that she wants to do. So when it came to recording this album, Glory, she really had to be strategic in how she wanted to release it and what she wanted it to sound like and stuff because... She has to work really hard at being able to do anything without it being shut down by her dad. And that section of the interview was cut and an audience member leaked it to the press in like a notes app thing. Um, And that's like, I mean, that's something that, you know, right after she became sober around like 2009-ish was when you really, really started to see her dad like, you know, all interviews had to go through all of this examination and they had to, you know, approve of all of the questions. And Carson Daly very famously, you know, said, like, I've been interviewing Britney Spears since she was 15. And I've never in my entire career had so many demands or restrictions on what I could and couldn't ask somebody. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. And we also know for a fact that Britney has for sure been placed under involuntary psychiatric holds three different times in her life, most recently in 2019. She refused the medications that she was being prescribed by her dad, and that resulted in her being forced into like a really, really shitty facility. It's all very, very, very Marilyn Monroe. If you, if you know anything about Marilyn Monroe, you know that 
Britney's life parallels hers in ways that is sort of creepy to me in the same way that Whitney and Britney sort of have things in common. And I know that Marilyn Monroe is sort of like the prototype, like, female whatever. Like, we can get into all that. <laughs> but, like, Britney and Marilyn are, I, I think, I think Britney Spears is the closest thing we've ever seen celebrity-wise to Marilyn Monroe in her magnetism in her image and in the way she was treated and the misconceptions about their personalities anyway britney stayed at this facility for three months while her dad and larry concocted some bullshit you know fake story for the media and you know i don't think that there's like a big huge giant now we have to talk about the elephant in the room britney's instagram the thing that everybody that is that has the whole country in an uproar. Britney Spears' Instagram. In my opinion, I don't think that there's a big, huge, giant conspiracy around why Britney Spears acts the way she does on the internet. For years and years and years now, Britney has been given very large quantities of psych- psychiatric medications that have extreme effects on her personality. And I personally believe that these medications are given to her not to help, but to control her. And if necessary, make her seem unstable. In order for this conservatorship to stay in place, a series of things needs to happen. And that involves a team of very, very crooked lawyers and judges who are very obviously being paid by Jamie to sign off on Britney not having any rights and Britney herself needs to look a little crazy or else the whole thing crumbles she needs to look a little bit wacky and I think that a lot of us fall into the trap of what they want to be happening you know what I mean talking about how crazy her eyeliner looks and her clothes and all this shit it's like none of that stuff is the point like none of those things is the point you know what I mean I think Well, it is the point. I think it's the point of why it's posted a lot of the time. And when it comes to her, let's talk about that now. When it comes to her posting, everything that Britney Spears does is heavily controlled and monitored. The debate of whether or not Britney Spears, you know, posts her own shit on social media, in my opinion, should just fucking end. Even if Britney does have access to a phone, what she does with her phone is filtered through so many people, including her dad. This is a woman who isn't allowed to use an ATM without permission. So when it comes to sending videos to millions and millions of people and having it be the only communication she has to the public... You better fucking believe that everybody involved is watching. There's heavy, heavy involvement from her team, if you want to call them a team. And, you know, I think the reason her conservatorship continues to linger is because every time they've taken it to court, the trials get extended, or not extended, they get pushed. So they'll say, uh, we'll revisit this in seven months. And then they wait seven months and then they come back and a bunch of shit happens where somehow everybody signs off on her being mentally unstable. 
And I just, I don't think it's crazy because it's like, it's so complicated. It's so convoluted. It's, it's so layered. And it's, she continues to be my human Rubik's cube that gets me worked up into a sweat. But at the same time, I think it's very simple. I think that it's like not as complicated as people want it to be. Or like, I don't think that it's as hard to understand when you just kind of simplify it. Like, yeah, I, I I don't think Britney Spears has, like, free access to her phone. And I think a team of people look at that shit that she posts and they say, go for it. Sure, let's add a wacky sped up edit to you doing yoga. Yes, Britney, keep trying on clothes. The people love it. The people love when you try on all the clothes from your closet that you got from Rue 21. Keep doing it. No need to do your hair. Just put it in a messy ponytail. It looks amazing. Just go put on some eyeliner. Like, I I think that there are people around her that are, like, specifically meant... Or they are there. They are placed there to make her look fucking crazy to the world. And I don't know what's going to happen. I'm hoping that because so many people do know what's going on with her now, or they have an idea, or they're they're worried that... It'll lead to some sort of resolution. I mean, the like I said earlier, the one... There are many plus sides to Free Britney. I don't want it to sound like I, I, I think that all of it's bad. I just think that it's gotten very confusing. And the one major, major, major plus is the visibility of this, you know? But I just wish people would focus less on, like, the dumb bullshit. Like, stop making memes of Britney Spears on her from Instagram. Just stop. You're doing exactly what Jamie Spears and Larry Rudolph wants you to do. They want you to look at these videos and think that she's weird and wacky and dumb and, you know, and unable to to take care of herself. Just remind yourself that this is a woman who has been cut off from... She's Nell now, basically. And, like, if you need to, go back and watch interviews with Britney Spears from fucking 1998 as a 15-year-old girl, she sounds like she could, in comparison to now, she sounds like she could lead an assembly. Like, she sounds like she could teach a class. When you go back and listen to her even around, like, you know, 2006, when she starts to get, like, spiritual and she thinks that she's, like, a woman or whatever, you know, like, it's just, it's crazy that it's the same person. Because there was a lot of intelligence and, um, like, self-awareness there, you know? And that's all gone. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. It's, like, literally 3.30 in the morning. I'm covered in a sweaty dew. I love you guys. This episode was, like, what is this, like, 46 minutes? It's a little bit shorter than it normally is. I told you that it wasn't going to be a real episode, but 46 minutes isn't so bad. I love you. Um... I don't know. I don't know what else to say. We'll be back next week with uh, with Whitney and Bobby stuff. And uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Now I'm all fucking pissed off and like sad. I need to go chain smoke outside. I love you so much. I will see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to Dunzo. This podcast is a part of the Solid Listen Network. Please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe if you haven't already. Also be sure to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash solidlisten for exclusive content. You can follow me on Twitter at Troy McGee, and you can follow the podcast on all forms of social media at Dunzo Pod. That's D-U-N-Z-O. 
Thank you to executive producer Molly McAleer and coordinating producer Nicole Matthew. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.